0: rdtdaily.com presents a Tara with comedian Tara Devlin.
1: All right, everybody, hold on. Stupid thing is... Okay, great. What's going on here? All right, I got a shadow. Perfect. Perfect. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear me now. Can you hear me now? All right, good. Hi, guys. My name is Tara Devlin. I'm back. Well, we had a pre-recorded show last week, so I was still around, but I had to go to the dentist and it was a disaster. <laughs> I had a toothache, so I need a root canal. That's annoying. I have to go on Tuesday to get a root canal. No, right. Whatever. This is the the tedium of being a human being. It's there's a lot of it takes a lot of work. Isn't it annoying sometimes? All right, so all right, so let me say here. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m., usually. Sometimes there'll be changes, depending on my teeth. Um, here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and then the, we are rebroadcast starting Sunday on Progressive Voices at 6 p.m., or any time on the Progressive Voices app, 6 p.m. Eastern, I should say. Um, then we are on GDPR Revolution 99, Soundcloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all those other places. We have a uh we have a website, RDT Daily. Not only is this show one of the things that you can that are part of our brand RDT Daily, which means Republican Dirty Tricks. So, we we shortened it. So, it's uh, er, another day more Republican Dirty Tricks. I wish there I wish one day we'd run out of topics, frankly, right? Um, and we have a Patreon page. If you donate to the Patreon page, become a patron, you're not only donating to this show, helping this show not only stay on the air every week, but also grow. We have a, we have the hopes of doing the show on a daily basis. and well, week daily, weekdays, not just, not only on the weekends. So that'd be great, right? and uh what else so become a patron there's different gifts different levels you can you can pick your own level the other thing is if you donate just you want to donate once off uh 20 anyone who donates $20 or more gets a keep calm and join the resistance thing window cling all right that's that for now um what a week uh so I'm a little tired. I have to tell you. I like to be honest about where I'm at, and because otherwise, what's what, what am I? Who am I fronting with? This is just us here. I'm exhausted. I had a and but I'm not complaining. I, I mean, I just had a rough week with the teeth and everything, but um, whatever. They'll that'll get fixed, and uh, I'm just tired. Aren't you? I? I feel tired a lot from what's going on in this country, and I have a lot of empathy for the for the workers who were just used as as hostages in this game i know what it's like to cuz i'm a freelancer so i work as you know i work for myself and it's very stressful the your financial obligations so for somebody like a like a monster like trump and the republican party to just reach in and pull the rug out underneath someone, underneath millions of people, because it's not just those who are out of work or, or are caught in the, uh, in the crossfire. There's other. There's, it's a residual effect that ripples out through, through the communities and in, into the entire United States. So um, for, for that monster to reach in and pull the rug out from under the, all these families for no good reason other than he needs to appease Ann Coulter and the right-wing propagandists who, who he works for, besides Putin. This is the worst president this country could have ever imagined. We've had bad presidents. We've had evil presidents. We've had stupid presidents. They've all been Republicans, by the way. But have we had a combination of all, all three bad, evil, stupid grifters? No, I, I don't think we've ever had an outright grifter as a president. We've had a lot of manipulators, of course. That's uh, there's the the state of this country is a direct result of the fact that we have been under a a, a tyranny of the oligarchy from the inception of this country, and it, they're afraid. They're afraid it's turning around. They are after um. Alexandra Oca- Ocasio-Cortez with a vengeance because she's speaking the truth. She is, the, the policies that she promotes, there's nothing un-American about them. They're very American. A high marginal tax rate a uh, the, uh, on the rich, that's as American as apple pie. And it used to be well understood that way. And uh, progressive taxation, unionization, If this shutdown doesn't show us anything, it it better show the lot of— I mean, I hope it woke up a lot more people to the fact that we have been under assault. There is no um, accident why Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That is is a disgrace. That is a result of government policy. Just like the middle class was built— by government policy it was built by on purpose by it was created by design of government policy it wasn't because some billionaire felt like trickling it they felt like passing on the wealth in fact that's we see what's going on right now the concentration of wealth that's that is the result of government policy of the fact that the government it works for the rich that the there's uh that the working class has a statistically insignificant effect on government policy what um that what is that uh where did that come from that came from the concentration of wealth and the the infiltration of the wealthy agenda and the 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 fact that the um that that what do you call it um legal bribery is built right into the system so you, they're outright buying politicians and playing a game. This, uh, they—that's another thing that pisses me off about the right wing so much. Besides everything else, besides the fact that they're racist, stupid. I mean, well, stupid is racist, right? You got to be a real stupid, dumbass to be a racist, because that's the stupidest thing you can be, right? I mean, you got to be dumbass. You, you, it's partly ignorance. It's partly fear. You're just a bore on top of it. But that they're so stupid that they fall for it, that they think that um, somebody like Trump and the Republican Party, is wor- they're working for them, that they continuously vote f- against their own interests. That's what is, is baffling, and it's, uh, it's pathetic. It's out outright pathetic. They're, they are the stupidest dupes. So there's so many things that, that happened with this shutdown. If, for one thing, um, I hope that those not only caught in the shutdown, because, you know, I mean, I keep flashing back to that statement that that woman made, that, he's, that, that he, meaning Trump, is not hurting the people he needs to be hurting, and in case you aren't aware of the story, that's during when the shutdown happened, one of the workers w- was interviewed, and that that's the statement she she made. Oh, he's not hurting the one the people he needs to be hurting. So that's that's the mindset of the of a typical Trumpanzee. They they like when other people get hurt, but they don't. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, me? I'm me. You know, it's like the um, when they went they went after Obamacare, that the the coal miners with black lung were uh, wait 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 what what my black lung um, benefits are being taken away because of this the because of Twitter? what what you know I thought only black people's benefits were going to be taken away not my black lung benefits. You yeah, know, when it affects them directly, maybe they see the light. So maybe they've seen the light. I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, a lot of them will never see the light. There's this 35 percent of idiots that will never see the light. That's we keep hearing about them. They they're such an uh, they're so um, they're so important for some reason. We we have to constantly check in with them all the time on the media. How uh, what, uh, is he losing his base? Is Trump's base ever gonna Turn away. Let's have an interview with this moron over here who doesn't know the difference between your and y o u apostrophe r e. Let's have an interview with this moron who voted for a Putin puppet trader reality TV star because he played a successful businessman, regardless of the fact that he wasn't a successful businessman, that he was bankrupted. You know, the two hundred and fifty million dollar trust fund just wasn't enough for him. He's the blue collar billionaire. That's what I keep hearing too in my mind. When they, this, uh, this bullshit they peddle constantly. The, um, what's his name? That dumbass who was in the uh, who was the press secretary for like a minute and a half. he has has a book calling Trump the blue collar billionaire. Is that is that a thing? Uh, you're blue collar. Uh, um, you're such a blue collar billionaire. This is a guy who never worked a day in his life. The only time he ever lifts a goddamn finger is to shove a goddamn burger in his mouth. And and I feel bad for those burgers. That's what, I mean I really feel bad for the for the cows that had to die to make a burger. They get stuffed into Twitler's fat mouth. Not only do you have to give your life for human sustenance, you got to be you got to sus- you got to uh sustain that asshole. I mean, talk about insult to injury. That's what I was I was reading, where the hell was it? I had it on my phone. And I was reading uh an article about Trump because he's uh they uh they found a bunch of um Undocumented workers at his hotels, and of course they did. I mean, they th- uh, they only use racism and the and hatred and division as a political device to get their morons triggered. But so they this um, the the people that they are undocumented are getting fired at Mar-a-Lago and whatnot because they're uh, they're getting caught. the the Trump organization is getting caught being themselves hypocritical lying grifters who want to pay people uh, less than minimum wage they they like using undocumented workers you see it's not that they they, they want to make america great they, that's bullshit that is nothing but um it's an advertising strategy and they'll they they hire undocumented workers because they don't want workers having any rights they they like not only do they like paying people less than minimum wage they don't want you complaining about it you see they want to live in a world where they can exploit workers with abandon just like the good old days like when the serfs knew their place in the field right So that's that's really the, that's it. That's their plan. That's their plan to make America great. And all the while, they'll lull their morons into a sense of security by telling them they're going to save them from the scary brown people who don't know their place. Because it's not the rich oligarchs who are causing them problems. It's the brown people, you see. It's the ones who are, it's people who are a few rungs lower on the ladder and they fall for it so because they're they are easily led through their ignorance and their racism i mean that's you don't have to be freud to figure it out you just have to have an eye a couple of eyes maybe one you know only need one really you don't need two to figure that one out so and uh you you need half a brain but so I was reading about the, the workers, the undocumented workers, and they were saying how Trump, um, the, they know Trump so well, these, these workers, that they understand that when he orders chicken wings, that he means he wants two orders of chicken wings on one plate. And they better bring it to him just like that. Two orders, you see. So how many chickens had to die to st- for that fat? I mean, no offense to uh, whatever people uh, who are battling their weight. I don't mean it like that. He's just a glutton. He's just an evil glutton who can't get enough shit in his mouth. Death. Just shove carcasses in your mouth. The, so I, I just felt bad for those chickens that, that had to suffer the indignity of becoming Trump's lunch. You know what I mean? Not only do they have to die, they gotta be... The 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 lunch of a moron who couldn't care less, who hasn't had a he doesn't have a second thought about anybody, much less a poor chicken that had to suffer. And I think the worst suffering that the chicken had to undergo is is now coursing through Trump's body, keeping that useless waste of human DNA upright and going to to inflict more pain on the planet. There was absolutely nothing accomplished. What I mean, first of all, there wouldn't have been anything accomplished if he got his way either. You know what I mean? Because there is no reason to have a wall. Why would you have a wall at the border? It's such, it's such an embarrassment on top of it for the entire world to look at. So we have all these problems in this country. We have millions of people without health care. Which the um, thank you again, Republicans, because the uninsured rate was at a historic low under President Obama. Now it's at the highest point it's been in five years. So we are plummeting backwards. Of course, that's what Republicans do. These are sociopaths, traitors, morons, and their sycophants who celebrate. Kicking people off of healthcare. I, I don't. I, I still don't understand that. How does how does a normal well? How does anybody right? Uh, even a Republican watch an av- Let's say an average Joe Republican watch is watching the that spectacle in the Rose Garden with all of these white faces, right? Of these Republican so-called representatives celebrating. The fact that they just signed a bill that kicks millions off of health care. how is that a victory? And then the idiots line up and vote for that again. i don't I, 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 go, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean but there you go. That's how vigilant we have to be. We have to be more, so uh, exponentially vigilant against uh, against that. To the to the point of you know you want you want a wall we gotta be a wall of of normality, I call ourselves the normal majority. You know they, they they had the moral majority we got the normal majority we are the normal human beings of this planet, and of this country that are capable of functioning in a democratic society of a, di- a, di- a diverse democratic society we really want to make this country great, you make it great by leaving no one behind. We don't want anyone without uh, education, without health care, without a living wage. So when you have a catastrophic event happen, that you don't, you, um, you don't have to live. You, you, have a, you have a cushion, let's say. And if, if anything, that this shutdown, this fake Trump shutdown, for no good reason— that if anything, it accomplished one thing. Uh, it exposed just how uh, how much this economy does not work for the working class at all. So they, we keep hearing how great the economy is. Oh, we have the best economy, lowest unemployment rate. Then how come everybody's hanging by a thread, right? So why is it that you you can't miss one paycheck in this country without – uh, possibly facing homelessness or not being able to have your medicine or get your chemo. I mean, you kept seeing all these stories. It's not the people's fault. It's the fault of the government. There is that's that is a shame. That is a disgrace. That should be the mark of shame for every representative on both sides of the aisle. The the Democratic Party takes blame because they allowed it to happen, too, r- regardless of the fact that they threw you a bone or two. They The uh, DLC Democratic Party that uh, got in bed with Wall Street, and, you know, we can go on and on. I'm not, whatever. I mean, I don't really want to talk about that today, but it's, um, you know, the, the fact is we have a House of Representatives. That's supposed to be the people's house where the majority of representatives are millionaires. Unless we have a majority um, population of millionaires, that's not representing the people. The, we shouldn't have a, a country that where 70-something percent of, of the working class can't afford to miss one paycheck. That's not a great country I kept and the other thing is um, during the shutdown, I kept hearing uh, representatives whenever they get on TV, of course, they have to throw out the obligatory "We are the greatest country on earth, really? Um, if we were the greatest country on earth, why is it that that 70 something percent of people can't miss one paycheck without it all come? Crumbling down, but you see, that's how they like it. You're not they, not the people. The, the oligarchs. They like it like that. They want it like that, because they want you nice and compliant. They don't want you, um, you know, having the freedom to 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 tell them no, to you know say, hey, I'm not doing that. I'm not working in these unsafe conditions. I'm not working these inhumane hours. I'm not working until I drop at, at 70 something years old. I want a retirement. I want, um, a decent living wage. I want a vacation. I want to, I want to have a decent middle-class life. I want to live in dignity. I don't want to have to work in, uh, in a situation where I'm putting myself in danger. There should be standards. I need standards in my, uh, daily life. So the the they don't want you having that, that freedom. They don't want you being that uppity, for Christ's sakes. So that's why they they attack. They they uh, they have systematically hobbled the working class of this country, and that by design. That it's not an accident. It's not you know um, the billionaires that we have. All these billionaires now. Um, <clears throat> that's not an accident either. It's not because they're working harder. There's no, but nobody works harder than people living on the edge. Nobody works harder than those than people who have to go to work. At, let's say I saw this lady on uh, one of the you know the stories that they were showing. She's got she got to go get her chemo still while she's working. I mean, it's ridiculous. You can't even then. You got to worry about copays, co-insurance. Uh, is she gonna lose her health care because it's tied to her damn job? It's, re- it's a ridiculous, ridiculous system, but that that doesn't benefit the working class, and th- and that's why they attack the us uh, along racial lines. They like it like that. They want it like that. They want us worried about the uh, you know some brown person headed towards the border with. Two babies in diapers. <sighs> Got to build a wall. Got to build a wall. And um, it's the, the Republicans. It's not just Trump that, that destroys, er- that, who destroys everything he touches. It's the Republican Party. They put him there. And they continue to protect him no matter what, because it's not only the shutdown is not the only thing that happened this week. Of course, I mean, the shutdown has been going on and we can all remember Trump talking about, I'm proud to shut it down. I'm proud to own it. And and throughout his political uh, pony show or whatever the hell his grift, he's uh, he would bring it up all the time. We need a shutdown. We need a good shutdown. Uh, 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 I think we got to shut it down. Shut it. Down. I mean, the disdain in his voice for the, the government that the founders entrusted to us, that millions of Americans all over the world died to protect and create, that this this grifter, this Putin puppet grifter, is got to shut it down. Got to shut it down. Really? That's how much you hate this government. That's how much you hate the country. You love America so much, you want to shut it down. You want to inflict pain on it? Shut it down, shut it down. I mean, it's, uh, I, I don't, um, you know, you love things. You're not like, hey, shut that shit down. You know? I'm like, you know, I love my mother. I'm not like, shut her sh- shut that bitch down. Shut her down. No, you only shut down things you hate. So, well, you, you, and when you're talking about America, what are you talking about? What do you love when you say you love America? This is the other thing. I, I ponder about Republicans. They're always, they love America. They're waving the flag, supposedly. They're, they're uh, wearing their, um, you know, made-in-China-American flag lapel pins. What, what the hell do they love about America? Because what is America but her government? That's what America is. Besides, um, you know, I mean, it's the people in it. And if you love America, you're not turning your back on the people in it. You understand uh, that we're in this together. But no, Republicans, they don't have, they, they are incapable because they don't really love America. In fact, they're confused by America, if anything. the The average Joe Republicans are confused by America. They don't. The the uh, when when you're talking about the representatives, what the hell do they love about America? They are they love power, they love money, they love uh, I mean they love themselves and their pals. But they're um what the hell? Uh, the 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 thing that I keep thinking of is, uh, the the fact that Mitch McConnell and the Republican Party in general, all of them, the Democrats and the Republicans, like they they get the unclassified. Briefings, so they the Republican party knows just how how compromised their standard bearer is, so you know mitch McConnell um was he disappeared during this shutdown why why- why not what the hell else does he have to do? It's not like he's governing he's in fact, I think he was called the grave of American democracy. let me just look this up an old grave digger Yeah, that's it. Uh cuz uh, a leading historian I remember now. Yes. Cuz I read I read this book recently I was telling you guys about it called Ordinary Men. And it was about the Polish uh reserve police force that they weren't Nazis, but they were tasked with rounding up the Jews and murdering uh, murdering people, murdering babies, women, children, it doesn't matter, old people, young people, thats they loved their country so much, you see. That's what they said, that they were murdering babies because they didn't want their their children to grow up in a country with a lot of Jews running around, so they had all that love in their heart for their country, That's what that was their excuse, in uh, in fact. But anyway, so I read this book, and it was by uh, Christopher Browning, and he is a World War II historian, and he uh, recently wrote an article calling uh, that he and compared Mitch McConnell to um, what's his name from uh, the uh, Hindenburg, right? From in Nazi Germany. How yeah, call, basically enabling the decline of American democracy. So, the uh, the Nazi Germany or Weimar Germany, the, the the Weimar Republic had Hindenburg, and the American Republic has Mitch McConnell, f- uh, f- calling him the grave digger of American democracy. So uh, let's see, let's see. He says. Uh, Paul von Hindenburg, elected president of Germany in 1925, was endowed endowed by the Weimar Constitution with various emergency powers to defend German democracy should it be in dire peril. Instead of defending it, Hindenburg became its gravedigger, using these powers to first destroy democratic norms and then to ally with the Nazis to replace parliamentary government with authoritarian rule. Hindenburg began his emergency, emergency powers in 1930, appointing a sequence of chancellors who ruled by decree rather than through parliamentary majorities, which had become increasingly impossible to obtain, uh, blah, blah, blah. But you see, um, it's the same thing with Mitch McConnell. The way he's, he, the, uh, the whole way that he shoved Kavanaugh onto the bench. Him blocking Merrick Garland, the 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 manipulations, the outright disdain for democratic norms. That's the that's the action of, or these are the actions of someone who hates democracy, who hates this system. He's not. He doesn't have any loyalty to the system of democracy that we're supposed to be. That. You know, that's who we're supposed to be. Um, You know, we take a loyalty oath, not to Trump, but to the Constitution. But Mitch McConnell, it doesn't matter. His loyalty is to his right-wing fascist party, and that's what they are. They have no qualms about manipulating a system and exploiting the fissures in that system to get their... To get their way. For what? You know, they're not going out on the field of ideas and saying, hey, uh, we have an idea, um, presenting it to the people, asking the people to vote for this idea. No, they're ramming through whatever they can ram through. And they're shoring up, uh, you know, uh, pulling up the ladder behind them. So it can't be undone and that's pretty damn scary. So it says so uh Browning said if the US has someone whom historians hins- historians will look back on as the grave digger of American democracy it's Mitch McConnell. He stoked the hyper polarization of American politics to make the Obama presidency as dysfunctional and paralyzed as he possibly could as with uh the parliamentary gridlock in Weimar Congressional gridlock in the U.S. has diminished respect for democratic norms, allowing McConnell to trample on them even more. Nowhere in this vicious cycle, clearer in the obliteration of traditional precedents concerning, is the uh, vicious cycle, uh, sorry, I read that wrong, clearer in the obliteration of traditional precedents concerning judicial appointments. And, uh, yeah, well, there you go. Well, that's what Republicans are. They're they're just completely um, devoid of any sense of loyalty to this country. They, they, uh, I mean, the other thing I wanted to talk about, not just the shutdown, and even though that is, that's really a big one. And the economic... Uh, turmoil that this asshole put us through the stress of just being an American. It's uh, it's not easy being an American. It's so great in this country. What is so if it's so great? Why is everybody so goddamn stressed out? And they they keep talking about, oh, we're so polarized. We're so polarized. We need to get along. We need to have bipartisanship. We need to compromise. Bullshit. We don't need to compromise. We need, wh- there is no compromise with what's right and what's wrong. We need to have the courage and the fortitude to, to be a better nation, to bring out the better angels. Not, uh, uh, if you're a racist and your um, ideology is let's make a wall, then th- there's nothing decent about that. You better look at yourself. And the other thing, um, these Republicans, th- th- we know that we're off the rails because they don't even realize how they sound. That their disdain for the working class—it's not just that they're out of touch. They hate the working class because, I mean, I don't. It's almost like I can't blame them though, because they—and I—I and have said this before. It's the Republican Party laughs at the dupes who vote for them. Even more uh, we don't I mean I don't really laugh at them. I I pity them in a lot of ways. I do laugh at them because they're stupid, but I kind of I'm not working so their their lives are uh are worse. In fact, I I mean we we fight for the the kind of America that leaves nobody behind, including the idiots who stand there, you know, like a smirking, MAGA hat-wearing moron, which I'll, that kid, Nick Sandman, which we'll get to in a bit, um, z- preventing, preventing the uh, progress, preventing decent, a decent middle-class life, you know? But the Republican Party, they, they disdain their dupe so much that they have no problem simply lying to their faces, making them afraid, stirring up ignorance, spreading fear. That's how much they hate the dupes who vote for them. They laugh at them. I could just see it right behind. They go behind closed doors and laugh at how easy it was to get these suckers to vote for their own demise. And if they don't think they're voting for their own demise, just look at the last month of what we've gone through with this idiot so-called leading this country, that's governing? Shutting it down. We got we need a real shutdown. Well, that shows you how much this Republican Party ha- um, disrespects uh, the people who make this system run. And you see what happened. Trump opened the government um, because the air traffic controllers started... To the flight started to become delayed. That needs to happen. If this ever happens again, that needs to happen immediately. How much longer do the, the does the working class need to understand that we are in this together? We sink or swim together, and that we have more power than the Republicans really want us to know. You know what I mean? So we have the power to just sit down. And bring this entire country to a grinding halt. So that that uh, Trump, that Twitler, and the Republican Party—they want—they want the suffering. They want the working class to get on TV and be like, "I'm going to lose my home and cry and fuck crying." Get—I mean, it's time for fighting. Sit down in the streets. Bring it to a halt. You see what happens in France when they try to. Raise a gas tax or whatever that's not that's not the first time stuff like that that happens but they they tried to do something i don't remember exactly they, the all the trucks on the highway just went they they just turned off the engine they gr- grind the system to a halt because they understand who they're fighting against, and the working class understands that we're in it, they're in it together it's not about um you know uh blue collar billionaires and meeting them for a beer and oh gee I hope to be a billionaire one day you're never going to be a billionaire, honey. There's not enough hours. You can't work. If you're if you're trading your time and uh your labor for a paycheck, you're not a uh a capitalist. They uh, but the Republican Party has the working class of this country so propagandized, so thoroughly propagandized with, with believing, oh, yeah, I'm a capitalist. Oh, a rich man never gave a poor guy a... I mean, uh, a poor man never gave somebody a job, which is bullshit, because without the, those at the lower end of the economic system making everything run, we're the ones spending money in the economy. We're the ones that that uh, make the trains run on time. We're the ones that show up and make this machine work. So the Republican Party does not want you to understand that, though. They want you to think that you are an army of one, that you're a rugged individual, that uh, unions, oh, you don't need a union. Um, the the uh, your corporate master will trickle your benefits down and the you know you'll be grateful for it don't make any waves don't don't question your betters and maybe one day you too will be a billionaire if you win the lottery uh, that's the american dream now it, the which used to be the that uh, working class that if you were a worker you can have a decent middle class life that was the american dream that was the, the American dream all over the globe. The other working uh, classes, the workers of the world, would look to the United States and dream of coming here because of that dream. Not because they, oh, I'm going to be a billionaire or a millionaire at that point. That's, but the Republican Party, they cleverly redefined what it means, what the American dream means. They, it, it went from we all deserve a decent middle-class life to you too can be a billionaire somehow. They, they manipulated that. And then they started to peddle the, the, the bullshit. I mean, like I always say, it's, it is fitting that they have a literal con man as a standard bearer because it's a con. They have been conning the American people for generations. Unfortunately, a lot of the American people are stupid. They're dupes. They are dupes. And if you don't realize that you're being duped, if you don't realize that Trump is the con man, you're the mark. That's how you know. The, this this Trump monstrosity turned around. I, uh, one, you would think there would be one thing that we could point to in his entire useless existence that... Would, we, could, we could use as an, as an example that he is actually a populist. What, what has he done besides make a lot of words come out of his mouth? A lot of lies. It's like Paul Ryan washing already clean pots and, pan and pans in a closed soup kitchen. That's how much the Republican Party counts on your stupidity. And if people don't know that story, during, one of his, oh, during the presidential, his uh, vice pres- presidential bid, Paul Ryan showed up at, his, at a soup kitchen and knocked on the door when it was closed. And, hey, he had no time to wait around for the damn thing to open. He, he had a lot of hands to shake, a lot of bullshit to pedal to a lot of dupes. So he had to get in there and do that photo op. It didn't matter whether the place was closed or not, and all the pots and pans were sitting there already clean. He w- had to get in there, and the guy opened the door, let, the, let him in, with the. and all of a sudden the camera crews came in, and there's Paul Ryan and his wife. They put on the aprons, and they picked up some already clean pots and pans off the shelf and pretended to wash them. That is, there is nothing more apropos in the Republican in to describe a Republican than that they, they want you to think that they're all for you, but they're, they're just going through the motions, counting on the fact that you're stupid enough to buy it. And I mean, we can go on with, I mean, I hate Paul Ryan. I'm glad he's gone, but uh, on top of it, he's a liar. I mean, we know this, they're all liars. They're all effing liars. And without Paul Ryan, well, there wouldn't have been, well, without a Sarah Palin, there wouldn't have been a Paul Ryan, there wouldn't have been a, uh, a Twitler. It all, I mean, the, the devolution of the Republican Party can be traced like a disease pattern. Uh, but, yeah, it's something like that. It's the, when you, and the other things. I mean, Paul Ryan, there's so many things about him besides his... Loving a sociopath, looking at a sociopath, Ayn Rand as his hero, and uh, he was also—he's just a—they're just so full of shit. I also remember that time Paul Ryan was on a um, TV—not a TV show, a radio show—where he was, he was saying because he's fit or whatever. So he, he ran a marathon in uh, basically in a time that he would—it's—he would be like Jesse Owens, this guy. And they just lie, you see, to butter themselves up. Because I guess they're afraid that we'll figure out just how inadequate they truly are if they tell the truth. So they got to, you know, pretend that they're somehow superhuman for the dupes to believe it. So, but you know, there are are dupes out there still believing that Paul Ryan uh, ran like the Flash in a marathon. So... And, of course, when he was confronted on it, they, he said, oh, he misspoke. And they always misspeak, right? They're always misspeaking. I don't know. They're just full of shit. I don't misspeak like that. You don't – sometimes you make words that you use the wrong word or whatever. You don't sit there when – and when this um, radio interviewer confronted him on it, it was like, oh, wow, that's an amazing time. He was like, yeah, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm an amazing man, or whatever, you know, I mean, he's, they're just liars, and then it was got caught, yeah, it got caught up, He, it caught up to him, but they're all effing liars. It reminded me of, actually, with, um, I'm just looking at the time here, let me see. What time we got? What time we got over here? Let me see, let me see. Okay, we got 15 minutes, until the break. But, uh, they are they're just liars, and, um, I saw this week that there's a Netflix documentary about Ted Bundy, <laughs> and it reminded me of them, the Republican Party. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could we can make an argument. If I wanted to make an argument that the Republicans are worse than a serial killer, yeah, I could do it. Uh, look at all, look at them. Who celebrates when you kick people off healthcare? Right. I mean, we could start from there. But uh, who lies? human beings into a war, sends uh, their fellow Americans to needlessly die in a war of choice, and then when confronted on it says, so what? That's Dick Cheney said that, right? So we can make that argument. But what reminded me of the Republican Party in general was when I was watching this Ted Bundy documentary on Netflix that Ted Bundy, when he was caught... He kept saying how innocent he was. He's was proclaiming his innocence. He's being railroaded. He's there. You'll see. He'll be vindicated in the end. And they, they just had it out for him. He's you'll see. And he had this arrogant demeanor. Well, in fact, actually, I i got a clip of when they read him the, an indictment. Where the heck is it? Hold on, people. It's coming. Mr. And
0: Bundy, you
1: got it, not you? Mr. Bundy, you told me
0: that you told him that you were going to get me. He said he was going
2: to get me. Okay, you've got the indictment. It's all you're going to get. Let's read it. Let's go. Theodore Robert Bundy, you are charged, indictment, two counts burglary, two counts murder in the first degree, three counts attempted murder in the first degree, design or intent to affect the death of said Lisa Lee. My chance to talk to the press, contrary to Section 78204,
1: Florida statute. I'll plead not guilty right now, and your grand jury. So it, and that's just one of the clips. I uh, there's others. There's others where he's like he ha- he adopts an, a- an attitude of arrogance and confrontation to the to the uh, to lawyers and the police who are interrogating him. Of course he's just being railroaded. He of course yes, yeah, and he was he was a fine young republican. That's another um but it reminded me of the Republican Party of today. Of course they're just being railroaded. It's the, it's the same thing with Roger Stone who was arrested. They came to his door in the middle of well in the early morning hours to to, to bring him in. The the reason, and now they're complaining, uh, the Republican Party, they're complaining about the FBI. Uh, Can you imagine? But this is what Republicans do. If the, and authoritarians as well, they attack the mechanisms, the systems of democracy that stand in the way of their power. Of course, the FBI is going to go to this grifter's house in the early morning hours with a show of force, to they uh, they want to intimidate him. They want him to talk. They want to show they're they're flexing their muscle. Uh, this, but that doesn't stop the the uh, the whiny little uh, poor me's, and the FBI is out of control. But the Republican Party uh, is is a okay. When law, the uh, police or cops or whatever, pull over black citizens that are doing nothing and shoot them dead. But a criminal who is in bed with a foreign power, we got to we got to treat him with kit gloves. He's well, you know, I mean, he's white, so I get it. But uh, Roger Stone, he's a, a dirty trickster all the way back to Nixon and beyond. But And the other thing is, um, you know, he's been friends with Trump for, for years since they were young. And I always think about, uh, well, the Republican Party, uh, some members of the Republican Party like to, when they try to distance themselves from Trump, they like to say that he's a Democrat. He was a New York City Democrat. Well, I don't know what New York City Democrats are hanging out with uh, Roger Stone, right? And Lee Atwater. And uh, who's that other one? The gay guy who hates himself. You know, the one. Names are escaping me today. You know who I'm talking about. He, they, that, he, that Trump called one of his mentors. The, he's a horrible, horrible human being. Who he, he ended up dying of AIDS. He was a closet case, of course, anti-gay, rabidly anti-gay, self-loathing closet case. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um, Roger Stone, he's some kind of, the he, he's almost like a Forrest Gump. He's all over Republican po- politics for years, but they're, they're not decent people. What, what are these people offering? It's like Michael Cohen. They're nothing but thugs. They're the true thugs of this, of this country, and they're traitors. So Roger Stone, this, just like Ted Bundy, he, he went out and he proclaimed his innocence today.
3: This was an egregious overreach uh, by Mr. Mueller, uh, the FBI director uh, who had to have approved this raid should, in my opinion, be fired over it, uh, because it was unwarranted. I guess it's an effort to intimidate me. But I am not intimidated. Uh, I am concerned for my wife, and one of my dogs is still traumatized, will not come out from under the bed, and won't stop shaking. The allegation that two campaign officials instructed me, uh, or, uh, or inqu- inquired of me about WikiLeaks, is
1: false. Yeah, they're just, everybody's picking on these Republicans. There's only, how many indictments? How many has it been uh, all, so far? How many jail terms in the first uh, year? How many? How many um, inner circle trumpanzees have been charged with conspiracy against the United States? It's uh, these are these aren't decent human beings. They of course they're traitors. They don't care about this country they want money and power and they will slip into bed with any oligarch any disgusting autocrat any journalist murdering autocrat that will uh, pay them under the table so they can avoid taxes so uh, I love how the how Roger Stone was talking about his dog one of the one of the the charges in the indictment against Roger Stone was that he threatened a dog. Of course he did. So let me see, where is it? Um, la la la. I have it. I had it right here. Dog, dog, dog. On April 9th, 2018, Stone wrote an email to person two. You are a rat, a stoolie. You backstab your friends, run your mouth. My lawyers are dying to rip you to shreds. This is, this is one of the so-called president's pals. His, one of his advisors. Um, could you imagine? What would the right wing do if... Let's play the game. The, uh, what would they do if Obama had an advisor like this? Had someone in his inner circle... That was calling someone a rat. When you're telling the truth about grifters and traders, and they call you a rat, you're on the wrong side, right? I mean, not you. They're on the wrong side. That's how you know. When you have to turn around and call somebody a rat, you're on the wrong side. You're the, you're the criminal. You're the bad guy. And then, so he writes, Stone also said he would take that dog away from you, referring to Person two's dog. On the same day, Stone wrote to Person 2, I'm so ready. Let's get it on. Prepare to die, expletive, which is redacted. Expletive? Motherfucker, maybe, I guess. Prepare to die. This is what Roger Stone wrote to someone. Prepare to die. Why? Why are these Republicans? So th- that's what we know, right? So think about the fact that Republicans, the entire Republican Party, from the the ones that are supposed to be reasonable, right? We hear, oh, um, this one, Mitt Romney. He's supposed to be reasonable. They challenging Trump. Uh, th- they all understand. This is who they're supporting, someone that allows this kind of behavior into the White House, into his house. How do you know somebody? Know them by the company they keep. Know them by their friends. This is who the Republican Party is associating with? Roger Stone, they have lurk, They have looked to Roger Stone for years. He's just like them. He's got Nixon on his back apparently. He's got a a tattoo of Nixon of all people. There are some people in this, in this world unfortunately. I mean it it sucks that they are just unworthy of human DNA. They they are a waste of human DNA. This is all they do with it. Of all the things that can be done with human DNA. We could do the most amazing things. We could paint, we could sing, we can make movies, we can go to the moon. We could we could you know, learn about history. We can laugh together. We can make love. And these assholes, this is what they do with it. I'm so ready. Let's get it on. Prepare to die. You backstab your friends and run your mouth? You are a rat. A stoolie. Now, when you're ratting, who you? Ra- who are you ratting to? You're, you're usually ratting to the law enforcement of this country that the republicans are so eager to inflict on those who get in their way like black lives matter or occupy wall street or right i mean they're so willing they love law enforcement so much when they're when trump is saying oh don't be so don't be so nice bang their heads but when they're actually doing things to protect the United States from traitors, from the traitorous GOP and their filthy oligarch friends who want to turn this country from a democracy, from a democratic republic, a diverse country that leaves nobody behind, to an oligarchy, an entrenched oligarchy where you are, forget one paycheck away, you're hanging by a thread constantly and you're at the mercy of the oligarchs that that are running rampant that that's what they want you want to know what republicans have in store i i talk about pakistan yes that is one um one aspect of what republicans want they want a pakistan like country but more Jesus-y. but really with trump as the trump republican party they really want this country to be like a like the russian oligarchy with a strong man at the top and and a few billionaires in their pockets running rampant, uh, you know, and everybody else is just fighting over the scraps at the bottom. And, and Trump is supposed to appease, is appeasing the morons. Oh, they, they need a wall. We need a wall to, to pretend that there's some, he's doing something for them. He won't really do anything. Of course, he's fighting for some bullshit boondoggle. He's not, and he's not even fighting. That's the other thing. I, I, I'm, uh, that word is so annoying. Cause all week I kept hearing, of course, on the corporate media. I don't know why I watch corporate media. I guess to aggravate myself. I really do. Sometimes I just do that. I, I guess it's like almost like I'm watching it, like, cause I can't believe it, that it's come to this their entire agenda is asking people are you going to be are you going to run for president and reporting on twitler's tweets uh it's there's there's no point to it they it's part of the problem really and this is why i asked for donations here this this kind of show and what we do at rdc daily and other uh, and progressive voices and gdpr revolution and all the independent progressive news and uh, information uh, shows and channels uh, needs needs the support. The um, anyway, whatever it's. But that's why. That is why. It's because. Look at what we're up against. Where else are people going to get the news and the information and the have the conversation and the community where. We're we will get through this and make this country better and not allow these oligarch assholes to take it all for themselves. I mean, what the hell? Why? How much do they need? They need it all? Yes, they do. That's what it is. I, I, I don't even know why I asked that question, because as soon as I ask it, I hear the answer in my head. They want it all. They don't want you to have a decent life. It's that is it. They are going to be flying around on their corporate private jets. They don't care that you're you're nothing but a pawn. If this if this month hasn't shown anything, I hope it's woke. It's a woke. I don't know. How, how do I say it? woken up? Uh, I mean, we've been awake. We have been awake, but maybe it's um, a woken a lot more people. I hope so. Never let them forget who inflicted this on them. It's, it wasn't both sides. Oh, how are you going uh, 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 to compromise? That's the other thing I kept hearing on the corporate media. Why don't they compromise? Why don't, uh, what are you going to compromise with a snake? But You compromise with a hostage taker? So he's, he'll, how many times is he going to take that hostage? It's, uh, why would we reinforce bad behavior from someone who doesn't know how to govern, who doesn't have an interest in governing? Of course not. He wants his boondoggle to appease his stupid base of morons who will, who will whine to us when they come and take their health care away, right? Who are they gonna go whine to? They're not gonna. Are they gonna? Well, they'll whine to Republicans, but Republicans will give them some crocodile tears. They'll they'll say I feel your pain, and they'll turn their back and laugh at their asses. So ridiculous that, uh, and so, um, what was I saying? Not just, so the corporate media, there was a point to that whole rant, but I'm looking at the time and, oh yeah. So they were saying that Trump was fighting. That was it. Oh, he's fighting for his wall. First of all, didn't, um, wasn't it true that Mexico was supposed to pay for this effing wall? And so why, why, why is he taking us hostage? Right. And, the, and he's not fighting. You're not fighting. What the hell is he doing? He's, he has absolutely nothing on his schedule. That's, that was the other thing. He was doing nothing. He was tweeting and eating carcasses, as, as many carcasses as he can shove in his fat gullet mouth. And uh, he, he was fighting by uh, causing Americans to not have a paycheck. That's how he fights. How much suffering he can inflict on other people. This is a person that hasn't lifted a finger in his goddamn life to do a damn thing for somebody else who is his entire modus operandi is self-preservation and self-aggrandizement and self-dealing. And he's fighting. That's how he fights? By making people not have their checks, not have health care, not, uh, not be able to go to whatever, get their chemo, uh, wonder if they're going to have a roof over their head next month. That's how he fights. So we don't have our food inspected. We'd have our borders. They, they, it's all about borders, right? What about the Coast Guard? They're not getting paid. Then you have the air traffic controllers not getting paid. Nobody's getting paid it's because that's how much they don't respect you as a worker. They don't give a shit. That's why the working class of this country, we need a—Trump wants a shutdown? We need a shutdown. We need a big shutdown, a real strong, hard, big, enormous, engorged shutdown. Well, you know what we really need is a goddamn general strike. That's what we need. All of the working class, we need to shut it down for a day. We sit down. That's it. Nothing moves. You want to you want to put a fear up the spine of every oligarch, every Republican enabler, every traitor, every GOP traitor, every twitler, Putin puppet, moron. That's how you do it. We just sit it down. We shut it down. And I um unfortunately, you know what? It's I. I saw what Twitter did. I mean, we all did immediately as soon as the air traffic controllers were like, hey, we gotta, we, we, this, we can't move these planes. That's what needs to happen immediately. Forget a month in. We need to understand right then and there. Okay, this is when we shut it down. Everybody stops. But then, anyway, that's how we'll know this, we will get this country back. When we understand that we are in this together, all of us, not them. That it's us against them, and the the, them are the ones at the top. So who need their taxes raised? They need to be uh, have. They need to be taxed with a high marginal tax rate. And they need to be highly regulated. So they never do this to us again. All right, guys. So I'm looking at the time. It's, uh, it's a little bit after blah, blah, blah. I'm missing the... It's not quite to, uh, an hour in. It's, it's more than that. I don't even know how to say it. How do you say it? Whatever. Um, so I'm going to take a break. It'll be about eight minutes as usual. I'm just looking for the movie. What's today's date? Oh, okay. here we go. So we got the Green News report. We got labor history in two. Eight minutes. I will be right back. My name is Tara Devlin and we're going to get into Nick Sandman on the other side. That little smirking MAGA hat wearing moron. I know it was a couple of days ago, but we're going to talk about it. All right.
0: Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report.
4: While we were out... There were toilets overflowing, littering, cars parking off-road. Government shutdown impacting national parks and federal scientific research. Trump EPA launched another serious attack on public health, plus... We must also face... The existential threat of our time. The new Democratic House majority pledged to act on our climate crisis.
0: All of those crises and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman.
4: And I'm Desi Doyen.
0: Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We can turn this
2: shit in the way we want to go, man. Towards love, creating a healthy planet for all of us.
0: The dude abides, man. This is your green news report. I'm gonna soak up the sun. Okay, Desi Doyan. Just to make it clear, that was Jeff Bridges at the Golden Globes in our snarky comment there. Yes. Talking about turning around this ship, as in this boat on the water. Just to be clear, in case <laughs> there was any questions about what he said. Good point. Uh, while we were out. A whole lot of stuff seems to have happened in the green world. you got a lot to catch up with in six
4: minutes. (laughs) Indeed. National parks advocacy groups say the Trump administration's decision to keep some national parks open with little or no staff during the shutdown of the federal government could lead to permanent irreversible damage to public assets and serious loss of revenue. No one is collecting entrance fees at national parks or enforcing regulations that protect the parks and its visitors. No one is collecting trash. Bathrooms are overflowing, except where local volunteers have stepped in.
0: Yeah, it's been local folks, uh, contractors who are pitching in, buying toilet paper, cleaning out latrines. It should not happen this way.
4: Even parts of Yosemite National Park had to be shut down because visitors were using the roadside as a toilet. The government shutdown is also taking a toll on science and research as well. Many government scientists' work has been halted because they are barred from doing research or participating in official activities during the shutdown. At the annual Meteorological Society conference in Phoenix this week, many studies on climate and weather had to be withdrawn because National Weather Service and NOAA scientists are barred from attending.
0: Barred from attending? We're talking about hundreds of scientists who are not allowed to go because of the shutdown?
4: Right. But... But there are some bright spots. The ongoing shutdown is also delaying controversial oil and gas exploration in the Alaska National Wildlife Refuge. And it's also preventing federal agencies from approving permits for oil and gas pipelines and oil industry seismic testing in the ocean that harms marine life. Well,
0: isn't that just like you, finding an upside?
4: Well, there's no upside here. In one of the last official acts before suspending operations, the Trump Environmental Protection Agency formally proposed to change how it calculates the health benefits of reducing toxic mercury emissions from coal-fired power plants. The Trump EPA wants to eliminate the benefit part of its cost-benefit analysis of the impacts of regulations, like the health benefit of people not being poisoned by mercury. By not calculating the public health benefits, the Trump EPA can claim that the mercury and air toxic standard is too costly to industry to justify. Now, the utility industry has asked the Trump EPA to leave the rule in place. However, the Trump administration can also potentially use the new calculation to justify rolling back other public health rules that it deems not worth the cost and constrain future pollution regulations.
0: Bottom line, more dangerous mercury in our air and water because the Trump administration just wants it that way?
4: Yep. The proposal is now up for public comment at regulations.gov and will likely be challenged in court. Good. But some good news. Democrats in governorships around the country and the new majority in the U.S. House of Representatives are taking action to protect public health. As one of her first acts, Michigan's new Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed an executive order requiring state officials to immediately report health and safety threats. Officials with the previous administration of Republican Governor Rick Snyder failed to do so as evidence mounted that Flint's water was contaminated with lead. Finally, new Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi received a standing ovation during her opening address when she promised, as Speaker, to use the new Democratic House majority to address climate change. We must also face the existential threat of our time, the climate crisis, a crisis manifested in natural disasters of epic proportions. The entire Congress must work to put an end to the inaction and denial of science that threaten the planet and the future. It is a security decision to keep us all safe and a moral decision to be good stewards of God's creation. Environmental groups are a bit disappointed that Pelosi's new House Select Committee on the Climate Crisis lacks subpoena power and an explicit mandate to develop legislation for a proposed Green New Deal but hey, it's a start. For much
0: more on all of these stories and on the Green New Deal, should it ever happen, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman.
4: And I'm Desi Doyan.
0: And this has been your Green News Report. Please help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by bradblog.com donate.
3: I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On <gasps> this day in labor history, the year was 1908. That was the day the United States Supreme Court ruled that bans on yellow dog contracts were unconstitutional in the case of Adair v. United States. The case served to nullify the Erdman Act of 1898, which banned such contracts for those who worked on moving trains in the railroad industry. The Erdman Act had been a response to the 1894 Pullman strike. At the time, the federal government smashed workers striking against deep wage cuts and for union recognition with Eugene V. Debs' American Railway Union. Seeking to prevent any disruptions along the railroads, the Erdman Act banned any contracts that required workers to renounce unions in order to gain employment, Recognized the right of union organizations as a means of collective bargaining, and established mechanisms for the arbitration of grievances. In 1906, William Adair, a supervisor with the Louisville and Nashville Railroad, fired a member of the Order of Locomotive Firemen for his membership. Adair was indicted under the Erdman Act found guilty, and fined. He then appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court and won. The Supreme Court ruled that the Erdman Act violated the Due Process Clause of the Fifth Amendment and served to supersede the Commerce Clause in the Constitution. The court argued that the railroad's employment decisions were a protected right, so long as they did not injure the public interest. Congress could not criminalize the firing of an employee because of union membership dissenting opinions centered on the potential for renewed labor conflict. Workers would have to wait almost 25 years for yellow dog contracts to be banned in all industries with the passage of the 1932 Norris LaGuardia Act. Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com.
1: All right, guys, welcome back. Wait, hold on. My, fa- I got a fan over here. Uh, and I don't know if you can see Francis Jr. Jr. behind me. He's wearing a cone, the poor thing. He's been licking himself. He's got, and, and people who watch the show, listen to the show, understand he's got issues. He's got some mental issues. There's, some, there's a story there. I don't want to get into it again, but... Um, He's been licking himself, and that's why he's wearing the cone. Poor thing, right? So uh, I, that's, that's another reason I don't eat meat, because uh, all creatures are struggling, right? They just want to live. And I feel, you know, they all have issues. We all have issues, so we have to have compassion. All right, whatever, except for Republicans. <laughs> they are creatures. That's what we can say, but I'm only kidding. We have to have. I guess I got to have compassion. Some people are more evolved in that way. I'm not evolved in that. I, I don't want to hurt them, of course. I, but I want them to, go into the minority, where they belong. They, they have no business being, in the majority. Clearly, look at what they've done. So, um, one thing actually, while we were in the break, uh, the GOP tweeted that, because I, I, I monitor the GOP Twitter feed, which is, is a real shit show, um, 300 people are dying from heroin overdoses a week in this country, 90% of it coming from the southern border. We have to stop it. So th- this is their excuse now. But this is how we know Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation or in any nation uh, because they use legitimate issues and they manipulate it to inflict their agenda on the country. There is no way, uh, in no way, shape or form will a border wall stop heroin from coming into the country. The, and if they really wanted to stop it, they would uh, address it. And as a legitimate, in a legitimate manner, not put up a wall. In fact, even the Cato Institute, their right wing, one of their right wing so called think tanks, recently sent, uh, put out a report that said, uh, in, in a new Cato policy shows that if stopping drug smuggling is the goal, a border wall is the worst possible investment. So, uh, in the findings, it said hundreds of miles of border fences built from 2003 to 2009 had no effect on smuggling. And then, then they're talking about marijuana smuggling. Marijuana legalization starting in 2014 cut marijuana smuggling between ports of entry. Uh, 78% from um, 100 pounds per agent in 2013 to 25 pounds per agent. So, well, what I mean, this doesn't make sense, but what I'm talking about is they're... It's the ports of entry that uh, the best best proxy measure measure for changes in drug smuggling is the amount of drugs seized by Border Patrol to control for enforcement levels. Uh, The paper looks at seizures per agent. Anyway, the point, I didn't want to go off on this, but the point is they're, they're throwing their bullshit border wall at a legitimate problem in the uh, when the border wall is the worst possible way to actually address the problem. So this is how much they don't give a shit. How many other people die from heroin overdoses? They they build a wall. See, we 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 appeased Ann Coulter, and they're wrapping their, their this policy around this veneer of caring somehow about Americans who are dying from heroin overdoses. They don't care. Please. If they really care, why are they cutting medical insurance? Why are they making it harder for people to get treatment? Because, you know, I mean, Republicans aren't happy unless the American people are suffering. Clearly, they consider when the American people are suffering, that's what fighting means. We're fighting. See how many people we're making suffer and die? So, all right, so we, let let me just say that if you're joining us from in the, in the middle of the show, my name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. on Progressive Voices and anytime on the Progressive Voices app, GDPR Revolution 99, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give us a review also buy some merchandise from our store. We have a store. It's kind of cool and it's also on Etsy now. And there's some great uh stuff like one of like my shirt, deep state. And also we got some mugs. There's a new mug that has a brain and it says therefore I'm liberal. So, you can buy these as gifts and each of the or buy them for yourself, whatever. And it goes to supporting the site and allowing us to uh, hire writers and get more content. And, you know, maybe one day really be a contender in this in this game, this Game of Thrones. So. All right. uh, I want to talk about that Nick Sandman because it's it irritated the F out of me. And it was a couple of days ago. This was last week. There was this so called march for so called life. Okay? Whatever that means. It means march for back alley abortions, basically. They love babies, supposedly. This is the Republican Party, I don't I don't really get it because they pretend to love life so much, but they're always they're sending people to war. They're sending people to the death chamber. The death penalty, they're uh, kicking people off of health care, as we know. They're, I mean, I don't know, they love babies, supposedly they love babies. They, they really, they love fetuses, they, but that's not even true. They love controlling women. They don't like uppity bitches. I mean, that's the bottom line. They want women in their place. Part of the fascist agenda is a strict not just racial hierarchy, but a gender hierarchy. And of course, straight white males are at the top of this agenda. And you can't have, you can't really control the bitches if they have control over their body. So they, and they don't like, that's why they like to control you sexually. So uh, it's the, one of the oldest tricks in the book, uh, making, uh, I mean, the church uses it. We know that it's, it's really about control. And um, so these, these young budding fascists went to, they were taken on a school trip to this March for so-called life. Be, and the other thing, of it, the reason I'm calling it So-C- the March for so-called life is because if they really didn't like abortions, if the, if the right wing didn't really, if they didn't if they wanted to stop abortions or prevent the numbers of abortions, what they would do is vote Democratic. Because a reality-based sex edu- education and uh, democratic policies in general the, uh, of universal health care, universal higher education, a living wages, well, a strong middle class, though, all of those factors contribute to whether a, an unplanned pregnancy, let's say, is taken to terms. If someone, and there are a multitude of reasons why someone might want to not bring their their pregnancy to term, and that's none of my effing business, you say I don't want to stick my face into a doctor's office and tell a woman what she should do. That should be up to that woman uh, and their own uh, whatever is right for her own life, but. That, and, and the Republican Party, when they inflict their, let's say, abstinence-only agenda on, onto uh, any situation, we see the numbers don't lie. The, the, the amount of uh, unplanned pregnancies go up, teen pregnancies go up, you see, because Republicans suck. They destroy everything they touch. They, can't, they, they are unfit. They're a cult. They, they wrap their cultish ideas around reality, and it, doesn't, it has no place being there. So you don't have an abortion. You don't want an abortion? Don't have an abortion, okay? But get your stinking Republican nose out of somebody else's business because you don't know what is going on in someone's life. And I've shared this story before. It's not my story, but I knew a couple that had a baby. Well, they got pregnant. And the, ba- the, the baby died in the woman's body, and she had to have an abortion. And it was a tragedy, but it's not, nobody's goddamn business. And I, but I think of that when I read stories about these filthy Republicans sticking their nose into a woman's situation and there's been other situations where babies are they're dying or whatever or not not babies you know the fetus there something goes wrong in the womb and they the, the the republican has to stick their filthy republican nose into the situation and then you have to they have to read Something off of uh, they have to be shown the sonogram and hear the heartbeat and then they got to read a statement and then they got to come back three days later when it's none of anybody's business. It's a traumatic experience in its in itself. But you know how much more traumatic. But that's what Republicans do. They don't give a shit. You have a trauma, you know. They have an agenda, and they need to throw some red meat to the dupes who vote against their own best interests so they'll throw they'll pretend that, that they're doing something that they that they don't like abortion but hey please if if it were the other uh, case if it, if if for some reason all of a sudden these right wingers loved abortion it somehow suited them politically they'd be all for it They have, you know what I'm saying? So they uh, they know who they're they're talking to their specific audience and they're, you know, they they're stringing them along. So but these morons, these young budding fascists who think that that Republicans are all about babies when when it really is that, you know, they want to control women. And if when you're a baby. Uh, I mean, life begins at conception and ends at birth for Republicans. And when you're, as soon as you're born, you're on your own, right? So these budding fascists go to the, this march, and they're all at the Lincoln Memorial. And then there's these, the, there's a group called the Black Israelites, and we have them here in New York. They're assholes. We uh, they, they, apparently they were taunting the other. So so two groups of assholes collided, and. See here in New York, when you sometimes, if you're walking, you go to if you're down in uh, you know Union Square or wherever, you'll see these black Israelites, and they they insult everybody. They and they're they're idiots. They're but you ignore them. This is how we live and let live in this country, in this city, I should say, not in the country, Uh, but according to whatever the, the 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 reports, this. Group of Tennessee uh, Catholic school kids uh, at this march for life encountered the this other group called the Black Israelites, who were they were hurling insults at each other, supposedly. Where you see the what the Catholic boys should have been taught if they had a, a, a mature chaperone with them was ignore these assholes. Let's keep walking instead. The, of, because, I mean, that's, a, that's too much to ask, right? Because they're from, they're, they're from Kentucky, after all, and no offense to normal people who happen to live in Kentucky, but clearly they're all walking around with their MAGA hats, and that just, uh, that just screams volumes to the normal majority that here's a bunch of assholes who are racist and tiny, uh, emotionally unstable, emotional midgets. No, that's a word. I mean, I don't want to use that word but I just did. and uh, But their uh yeah, I guess I could use it in that phrasing. I'm not calling people that. I'm calling their emotions stunted. and um, But anyway, instead of the chaperone, chaperoning them and saying, hey, uh, let's get out of here. These guys are idiots. And teaching them. I mean, we really shouldn't expect this group of young assholes to be uh mature w- unless they're be- being taught and 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 uh cultivated to be such young decent youth, right? Instead, uh the chaperone told them to stand there and do their chance, their school chance. So, apparently into this fray walked a, the, a Native American veteran of the Vietnam War and he was um Banging his drum, and the morons surrounded him and started doing the tomahawk cho- chops and being just a bunch of douchebags. And Nick Sandman got a lot of attention because he stood in front of this Native American with the smirk on his face, with the I guess he would win the most punchable face award of the year. Um, because, but but they, uh, I don't even really blame him as much as you blame the chaperone. Where are the adults in this situation? So uh, it came out that um, uh, uh, initially the the Catholic school was saying that there will be consequences for this action, for the actions of these idiots. And then it came out that, oh no, we were being taunted that we were being taunted by the black israelites like what the hell um yeah that's what they do you don't engage with the, with the morons but it's the whole maga attitude of they're the victims you see they they're white privilege they i mean I, let me just play this uh there was a news report let me see if i have it here so in case i'm not um explaining it properly This is the, a news report that explains what happened.
2: Nick Sandman, the Kentucky student at the center of that viral video says he wasn't disrespectful when he appeared to confront Native American veteran Nathan Phillips. He sat down exclusively with today's Savannah Guthrie.
4: Do
1: you feel that you owe anybody an apology? Do you see your own fault in any way? Um, as far as standing there, I had every right to do so. I don't, I, my position is that I was not disrespectful to Mr. Phillips. I respect him. I'd like to talk to him. I mean, in hindsight, I wish we could have walked away and avoided the whole thing.
2: The Covington Catholic High School students, some wearing Make America Great Again hats, were in D.C. last week for the March for Life. I was afraid. I felt threatened because when we were there and we were in front of them, they surrounded us. But after more videos emerged, defenders of the students say there was a rush to judgment. Do you think the students did anything wrong? Nope. A student whose parents didn't want his face shown told NBC affiliate WLWT his classmates were using your school chants, approved by chaperones, to drown out insults from another group of protesters, men identified as black Hebrew Israelites. But the chants continued when Phillips entered the picture, saying he was trying to intervene.
1: There was three Native American people there. One of them was jumping up and down, so our guys started jumping up and down, clapping. We're dancing with him.
2: School chants should be in school. And this wasn't school. Today, Native Americans protested in Covington, and even President Trump weighed in, calling the students symbols of fake news and how evil it can be. But Phillips says the students should accept responsibility for their actions. The students should go through some kind of uh, sensitivity training, cultural education of some kind. Police here are on high alert after receiving threats against the students. The diocese had initially said they could face expulsion. Now it says a third-party investigation will begin this week.
1: So this kid, now apparently the... The... uh archdiocese is saying that he he did nothing wrong they're defending him they this is trump's america where the these white whiny little white privileged ignorant thugs get away with acting like assholes being an asshole is now the birthright of the white american apparently where do you think that if that was a black teenager standing in front of, let's say, a pastor with that smug look on his face, that these MAGA morons would be so uh, – defend- would be defending him? Of course not. But then uh, the kid's parents, this Nick Sandman, the other thing is that the lies, the, the lack of responsibility from, any, for any, from anybody – what, aren't they embarrassed for their son but no this is trump's america where you never you never say you're sorry you never have to be a decent human being you know it's like why do we um i mean what I was what was i going to say is that if i if we ever caught a uh, a maga wearing hat person let's say not nece- uh i was going to say moron but let's give a break for a second but if we ever caught someone wearing a MAGA hat, doing something decent, I think I might faint, right? Because it's always, we're always catching them in the act of being themselves, morons. Do we ever catch them not being racists, not being douchebags? So just his intimidating, his smug demeanor, standing in front of this Native American uh, who is hitting a, a drum, which is, that's their sacred rights, would you would they um get away with it if this if he wasn't a native american they clearly have absolutely no respect for that man that's what it is Th- for him to stand there in his personal space with this smug uh, demeanor, looking down—that's what he looked like, looking down upon this this man who who has sacrificed more for his country, who's lived a longer, having what about um, having respect for your elders? The but no, of course not. The white trumpanzi has no respect for anybody other than Twitler other than themselves, and they learn from the best. They're learning from the con man, and he's, this is what he's doing to this country. And they talk about, oh, how the country is being divided. We're, we're all divided. We're being torn apart. Everybody's torn apart. Um, excuse me. Well, why don't they take responsibility? But You never have. It's like it reminds me of Kavanaugh. This is the whole. It's Ted Bundy. It's Kavanaugh. It's this Nick Sandman. Nobody, oh, it's everybody's out to get them. Nobody takes responsibility, right? It's, uh, oh, I had the right to stand there. You don't stand in somebody's personal space and stare at them with a smug, uh, dead eyes and a smug mouth uh, intimidating them. And then all your, your thuggish buddies surround him with a, with a tomahawk chop. While the chaperone thought this was a good idea, and then they so then they had a the longer video of the the initial uh, event or whatever, where the you had the black Israelites acting like assholes too. So who cares? So it was that's when they're like, oh, it's too. um, We jumped to conclusions. So you see, in Trump's America, you you never have to say you're sorry um instead of acting like uh people that you can commend and simply walking away and uh you don't engage with the, with the black israelites and so then they have um of course they have permission to be douchebags to whoever uh and never mind that these these kentucky morons don't they don't they literally it looks like They have absolutely no respect for the uh, for for the Native Americans at all. And that they were allowed to by their chaperone to just bust out uh, like a bunch of douchebags chanting and chopping. This is what they that's what they learned on their school trip. And the MAGA hats. I mean, what what is it with these MAGA hats? It is though those hats are the mark of of a of really of an asshole. Real, uh, isn't? Have do we have any video? I'm asking of maga hat wearing freaks doing anything decent. Are there video of this? Can we find video? Because all I see when I, whenever I see the the somebody in a maga hat is them acting like a douchebag saying speak english uh you know sucker punching somebody in the face chanting build a wall i i it's this is what trump and the republican party have done to this country and and that video and that kid that sand that nick sandman is shows us just how how much the young people of this country are listening there as much as we can commend Let's say the Parkland students who who rise up and are trying to make this world a better place. We also have the kids like Nick Sandman, the the future Republicans of the world, who who learned from their father and their mother, who hired a P, a Republican PR firm to coach this kid and to to tell them what to do. To forget taking responsibility. That to when he sat in front of uh, Savannah Guthrie and gave his version of events, where he said, "I'm not sorry for standing there." Um, wh- well, what the hell were you doing standing there? Why were you standing in somebody's personal space? But that this is the Republican way—you never have to apologize for being a douchebag. Instead of learning, uh, and, and for his, this kid's parents, don't you think it would have it been a, a perfect teaching opportunity? Instead, they've dug themselves in. And they, these kids know nothing about, I'm sure, they know nothing about na- uh, Native American history. They have, but they don't care, you see. That's why they think it's okay to behave like that. They have absolutely no respect for any other culture other than themselves. And what is that culture that they're so proud of, this white culture? It's the culture of white privilege. There's nothing special about it. They just happen to be born with white pigment. And that is, so far, I guess, what they um, you know, uh, consider their greatest accomplishment, which allows them to stand there. And it's, not, it's really not only the kid, it's the adults that are giving this kid the permission. And all of them, instead of saying, listen, listen let's go, let's get out of here, you know, let's go. On. I mean, what the hell did these kids learn standing there, going, first of all, going back and forth with, his, uh, with a group of idiots and then turning into uh, a bunch of, just a, th- a, a crowd of, uh, cor- of uh, tomahawk-chopping morons, which is they knew that was disrespectful. And their chaperone thinks, okay, this is how how we behave in Kentucky. That's why we're Kentucky, I guess. This is why we vote for Trump, because we don't know the difference between right and wrong. We don't know what it means to be a decent human being, right? But they love Jesus. They love life, apparently. Not life that happens to be a few pigments darker than them, they, I, I, they are really are the embarrassment of this country. And another example why we do not allow children to, uh, to drive cars. We don't allow them to vote. Right. And it's uh, the same way we don't allow. We should not allow Republicans to have a majority to be in the majority. They can't handle it. It's like the blind leading the blind. So when you have a chap, what's the point of having a chaperone if he doesn't chaperone you and get you out of trouble? Uh, he allowed this incident to devolve into this situation because he thought it was okay. I, that's all we can say. He allowed them to stand there and go back and forth with the, with the black Israelites until this escalated because they're... The they're, they're getting the permission from the parents. It's the parents' fault. And then the parents sat their son down in front of Savannah Guthrie and said, okay, buddy, you've been coached. Lie. Don't be afraid to lie because they know. It's like it, it, it just reminded me of, you know, the Ted Bundy um, who could st- sit there and say, oh, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I'm being railroaded. And it's the same thing it's that same mentality. It's very disturbing too. It actually reminded me of you know what else it remind- i mean I guess I have this on my mind too that murder that other murder I don't know I have this murder on my mind that that Chris Watts guy who murdered his family he and it's very disturbing because he was such a normal person supposedly looking normal looking guy and he was uh, the lies that just came out of him. Of course not. I would never do anything to harm my family. Of course. Right. And the sa- And meanwhile, he had murdered them. And this is, I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, saying Republicans are murderers or whatever in that sense of the word, but I'm just saying it's just this sociopathy that is woven in through the Republican Party where they're, they lie. As easily as they breathe. And this is why this country is so sick. We are all suffering from PTSD, from being under the Republican rule, because you don't know what's, what's right, what's wrong, what's up, what's down. Even there, the, the, the tweet just now about the border wall, uh, we have uh, an, op- an opioid de- epidemic. Million, you know how many people, not millions, you know, dying of uh of heroin overdoses. We have to build a wall. The the lies, uh the this it is a reflection of just how sick they are. Uh, this is a the, this is a party that looks to a, t- a sex book a sex book a textbook sociopath as someone to look up to i'm talking about ann rand so when you think about it it's like of course there are a bunch of liars they they look right in your eyes and i mean what is what is trump's lie number up to i know it's like in the seven thousands i think the washington post is keeping track of this but then you um if you think that the kids aren't watching so now when um for, for years, I don't know if you guys remember, during Bill Clinton, that's all we heard, right? When Bill Clinton, when it came out, Bill Clinton was having sex with Monica Lewinsky. Oh, how am I going to explain this to my children? My children are watching, the, they're watching their president, now I gotta talk about cigars and blue dresses and, and um, what am I gonna do? What are you gonna do w- about Trump? The, the lies that he tells, it matters. That, and the Republican Party, just the fact, the way that they are manipulating this country, they, uh, and they do it so masterfully, too, in and, and some sense of the word, not all of it. I mean, Trump is, Trump is a true sociopath because he, he lies so e- easily, and he lies about everything. And he lies even though we can e- easily check it quickly and he tells a lot of whoppers constantly. That is one of the marks of a sociopath uh, because they think we're so stupid that we, um, of course, we're going to believe whatever they say because they are superior to us. And that, and, it, and when I watch the Republican Party, when I watch um, Paul Ryan lie, who gives the most lie-riddled speech in American history as the VP standard-bearer, uh, and then you watch somebody like Nick Sandman sit there and lie. This little kid who was told by his, by his not little kid, I mean a teenager, who's told by his parents, just lie, just lie. We got you a PR firm. He knows what he did. He knows he was standing there to be a dick, to intimidate the guy, because he was disrespecting him. He was looking down on him. He was trying to get a rise out of him. He, and that, the arrogance of his privilege was emanating all over. And we all felt it and saw it. The smug look, the dead eyes, the, I mean, the disdain in his face for, for uh, the, the man he was standing in front of. You don't stand, if you're really standing in front of somebody sort of smiling, you're not standing in their personal space. Right. I mean, but then he sat down and said, I'm not going to apologize for standing there. I did nothing wrong. He knows what he did. But that's Trump's America. That's Kentucky. Right. I guess I guess that's what they're learning. And then everybody. What do you think? Should there should should there be any consequences? There will be zero consequences on these kids. They will learn nothing except that. It's OK to be a douchebag, that we have the right to be a douchebag. Now imagine that it was a school with African-American children on a school trip, and they behave like that. Imagine the uproar. There would be firings, there I mean, of course, so-called President Trump, he would be tweeting his support to these kids. He would be tweeting his, uh, their, their, his disdain. It's a disgrace, right? And in fact, I mean, the, I'm hearing that Twitter's going to invite these morons to the White House. It's all, this is Kavanaugh. This is it. This is what they do. It doesn't matter what Republicans do. Their white male privilege, if, if, you got to respect it. you got to uh, uh, bow in front of it. Kneel, take a knee in front of their privilege. They, uh, uh, this is why the Republican Party... They cannot be in charge. We have to restore sanity to this country and decency because that's how you make a country great. You don't, uh, you don't make a country great by being a disrespectful douchebag. There's nothing great about that. And in another time, the kid, uh, you would hope his parents would simply give him a case of the red ass instead of hiring a Republican PR firm. But this is where we where we are now, and and the other thing that is an outrage about the situation, well, just about the whole thing about this this uh, the system of government is the you know is the fact that uh, that Kentucky has two senators, and meanwhile, they my state of New York also has two senators, and they have the same say. Get the hell out of here when we have they there's, a, there's more uh people in a neighborhood on Staten Island here than in the entire state of Kentucky. But whatever, that's a that's another conversation for another day. And uh, anyway, I just I I just can't stand what Republicans are doing to this country. What, what what they have done. We really have our work cut out for us. And uh there's no decency in the Republican party anymore the uh the other thing that what there's so many things well i wanted to talk about also many things including well Kush- kushner uh another thing that's very alarming is with the whole situation with trump and russia and uh, is that kushner was denied security clearance until it was overruled and not only kushner but there were 30 other members of Trump's administration that were initially denied security clearance and then uh, were overruled, which is, we should be um, alarmed, to say the least. Could you imagine? Let's play the game again. If that if this were the Obama administration, what would Republicans do? They would be apoplectic. But it doesn't matter. This is how we know the Republicans are unfit. Because we know for a fact, I I mean, at least I know in my, I know for a fact, in my own heart, that if this were the Democratic Party, we wouldn't stand for it. It would be done. We wouldn't allow these, an administration of traitors. We know that for a fact. But the Republican Party, oh, no security clearance, no problem. We'll override it. Why do you think you have security clearance? It's because we don't want traitors to the country. But that seems to be a feature in the Republican Party nowadays. They can't get security clearance. I, I, and as people know who watch show, I, I went through the security clearance process. I have security clearance. But, but Jared Kushner couldn't get it? Because he's got too many foreign entanglements, he is—he's in bed with autocrats. He apparently FaceTimes with uh, with MBS, the brutal murderer of a of a uh, the brutal dictator murderer of a journalist. So this uh, is—it's beyond belief. This is why I'm tired, right? I mean, we're all tired, but it's—it just never stops it never stops and the if if it were a normal time in the country the fact that jared kushner didn't didn't succeed in getting a security clearance and was and was overridden that would be the top story and that should be the top story but there's so many other things going on so many other people getting arrested and uh, and so much other bullshit going on, too. The residual effects of living in a fascist ol- oligarchy. It has to stop. And so I know the show is almost over. It's, we're coming to an end. But the other thing I want to talk about, because it's kind of... I mean, there's two things. They, I wanted to bring up Lara Trump, because it all kind of fits in with... Um, with uh, Nick Sandman and all of uh, the the Republican Party that are just bu- horrible, horrible people, horrible human beings. Uh, where Lara Trump, the, she was, she wanted everybody to know that, and 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 Wilbur Ross, the whole the uh, inner circle of the Trump world, they they appreciate your sacrifice, right, of not being paid. They But there's a bigger picture here. So we can build a bullshit border wall that will do nothing except make Ann Coulter happy. The, uh, that's why, people, we must get rid of the Republican Party legally and peacefully. They have to be the mi- minority party. But the other thing that went on this week was, um, was the meeting of all the billionaires in Davos. Which, um, honestly, it's the, the disgrace of, uh, of that going on while the American people, well, we have not just those that were, were, were uh, taken hostage by Trump, but the millions of more, more Americans living on the edge. We're all living on a knife's edge here. That there's the, the, the statistics... In this country are appalling of people who have not a dime saved for retirement they 're hoping for for the lottery that's their that 's the American dream they 're hoping that hey, maybe I can retire if I hit the lottery and then you have these billionaires meeting in Davos, but the fact is they're there th- because of the broken system that Um, they understand that eventually it's it it will break down and they they're going to we're going to come for them with pitchforks and torches and when I listen to Lara Trump talk about well I'll just play it quickly even though we're at the end of the show where the heck is it and this is it's not fair to you and we all get that but this is so much bigger than any one person. Um, It it is a little bit of pain, but it's going to be for the future of our country and their children and their grandchildren and generations after them will thank them for their sacrifice right now. I know it's hard. I know people have families, they have bills to pay, they have mortgages, they have rents that are due, but the president is, is trying every single day to come up with a good solution here. And the reality is, it's been something that's gone on for too long and been unaddressed, our immigration problem. If we do nothing right now, it, it's never gonna get fixed. What the fuck is she talking about? Sacrifice? We appreciate your sacrifice. What the? This bitch hasn't sacrificed a goddamn thing in her life. She, uh, she, she hasn't sacrificed a damn peanut butter sandwich for lunch for somebody, this moron. Tell, talking about sacrifice, this is for the betterment of our country. It is for the decline of our country. They, they, they never have enough sacrifice for you to, uh, to show for their country. That's, a, that's the Republican Party. There's, not, there's so much. They, it, the sacrifice is never-ending that you can give for them. But if, as for them, would they ever show up? They wouldn't even show up uh, early for work. To, to vote for for anything that uh, will allow you to have a decent life, maybe uh, take a day off, anything that the Republican Party, anything that the working class has that have given us a little bit of comfort and, and uh, you know, uh, an, an ease in our lives have been fought tooth and nail by the Republican Party. And... So anyway it's everything from uh, uh from 8-hour workdays all well, the the not just the Republican party I'm talking about the uh, the Republican party um that the the, the people they represent now from everything from even when when the economy crashed they were quick enough to get to 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 whine about how we can't extend unemployment benefits for people because you know what they they need to know the dignity of work like as if the working class doesn't understand the dignity of work already anyway so the the billionaires are at davos plotting ways that we won't crop them at the neck. And um, they're really afraid that, they're, that it's coming. And it will come. I mean, if history will, shows us anything, is that it repeats itself. They understand, but they're too stupid to let go of their greed they don't understand i mean this whole um, blue collar billionaire with trump and the and the tax break to the to the 1% funneling more money into the hands of people who will never spend it in a million lifetimes while, while the american worker can't can afford to miss one f and paycheck what does that say it says we are we really are being screwed and, um, you know, I always talk about we stick together, we win. I hope that, they, that those who think that they're Republicans finally wake up. The, that the working class, the working person who considers himself or herself a Republican, you really need to wake up and understand who your friends are. We've been, the progressives have been fighting for you before you had consciousness people we got together and together we fought for living wages days off retirement security all the things that the republican party they're coming for anyway all right so i see uh i only have like 30 seconds left so thank you for hanging out every week from 6 8 p.m. here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels and, you know, give us a review on iTunes, buy some merch. We got some good merch at the RDT Daily store and become a patron because, like, I, I mean, I've been saying this for two hours, but I, I say it every week. We stick together, we win. I mean, that really is the theme, besides Republicans are unfit to govern a modern nation. But we will win because we uh, are on the right side of history and humanity. So my name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you for hanging out.